This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Hi there. Welcome to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And I'm an evolutionary astrologer and channel. And um, I do what I can to help things make a little more sense. And you know, using language as an astrology that describes energy, describes life, describes this experience of being on this planet, of being human. And um, uh, yeah, so so I think about these things all the time. And um, what I have for you today um, is a little bit of the, the fruit of some of that thinking all the time. Um, today, I'm going to give you uh, some insights into looking at Jupiter and Cancer and uh, through three news stories that I heard back to back in one uh, one broadcast of one like news magazine show on the radio or, uh, earlier today, and um, I was all excited. My a new episode of my favorite podcast came out, and it got synced, and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to go on a bike ride and listen to this," and I was very excited. And then I was going on the bike ride, and I realized, "Wait a minute, I'm being." Uh, guided to listen to this other show, which, which I have listened to off and on for like 10 years or something. And so I listened to it and back to back, there were these three stories and it was like Jupiter and cancer themes, uh, you know, and Jupiter in cancer is, um, stationing, uh, direct in about a week. And that means that it is currently retro. It has been retrograde for about five months. And so I'm just gonna talk a little bit about that. Um, and then the second part of the show, the majority of the show is going to be an extension kind of, uh, from last week about the logic of soul part two. And I want to talk about, um, divine will versus personal will, but really I want to talk about coming out of victim states. I'm a big topic. It's something that I get really excited about. And a tutoring student of mine asked me, uh, some stuff about that this last week. And it really, it really got me thinking. And, um, so, so I want to share that with you First, some announcements, uh, energy is money is energy. That class is, uh, as of tonight, full. And so um, if you're interested, if you're hearing this and, and you're like, oh, I can't believe I missed the boat, uh, send me an email. Let me know uh, that, you're, that you're interested in a future class. I'll kind of keep you uh, apprised of things and let you know how to, how to find out about it. Um, and uh, so that starts on, on March 1st this time. And um, so anyway, you can you can also read about that at tdjacobs.com from the homepage. There's a link to read all about that. And um, the other announcement is um, now we are maybe looks like if I look at the calendar date, about 11 days since we did the last uh, major channeling event. Time has kind of flown by for me uh, because of what has happened for me during you know leading up to that event and then during and after the event. Um, about 11 days ago, on the 15th, uh, I channeled Ascended Master Jehudi and Archangel Metatron for um, transforming depression and anxiety. Comments are starting to come in. I think because of all the Pisces stuff and because Mercury's been retrograde, um, I haven't heard a lot from people who have done it. So part of me is always like, well, I wonder how that went. But from the three or four people out of the boat, uh, out of the people who've done it, um, I have heard some some or of the three or four people who've, who've written in or, or talked to me. 
Um, I've heard some really great things, and it's a 90-minute transformative meditation, and they do energy work on you if you ask during it. So it's a, it's a unique uh, setup to do that. So you can get all the info on that through tdjacobs.com as well. Um, and the Charged Tiger and Crystals, I'm going to give you a really, really brief update. I'm still doing this, and they are going out to find their own homes around the world. And I realized um, when I was charging the second set that, you know, since I have – the second Reiki attunement, some Reiki is getting in there too. And I realized that. But I only in the last few days put together that um, the vibration of Metatron is also getting into these stones. And then somebody who received one who's familiar with the difference between Jehudi and Metatron confirmed that for me, at least from her experience. Um, and I, I put a map of where all these things are going, which I think is kind of interesting. I just interrupted myself, but I'm sure you can be patient. Um, or thank you in advance if you are patient. Um and, and on the crystals page on my site, um, at the bottom is a link to see which ones have already gone, which ones have already moved. And at the bottom of that second page is a map of where they are in the world, where they're in, in transit in the mail or where they are. And it's kind of interesting. It's three continents, uh, about maybe 20, 25 stones. It's really interesting. So, But you can get your own. It's charged with this um, this consciousness level and intention level of the Ascended Master and also the Archangel. And this is all about healing, and there's a ton of resources on tdjacobs.com that explain why I'm doing this and what it's about. Um, so it's a it's an important new facet of what I'm doing. Um, so, so I encourage you to check that out. I'm actually holding one of the pieces as we speak. Um, and sometimes I will make one. You know, I'm getting rough rock, and I'm cutting and polishing it. Um, and, and sometimes one says, Hey, I'd like to hang out with you. Or I say, gosh, that's pretty. I don't know how it really works, but, but anyway, so I, I snagged one out of the, out of the list before it got posted for sale. And um, I actually use that now when I do the show and I keep getting comments. You sound really like your head's on straight. It sounds like it's a really great show. And it's all because I'm grounded. I'm super grounded during the show because I'm holding this particular stone, uh, that's becoming one of my new favorites. Um, but it draws energy down into the lower three chakras, and when that happens, you can feel stable and you can feel safe and secure. You can feel that you can actually begin to clear your mind and work with your emotions more intent intentionally so that things don't overwhelm you. And so that's one of the reasons why we're doing this. Go to tjacobs.com and check out uh, the link from the homepage to Charged Tiger Iron Crystals, and you'll be able to, to access all the info, including a 10-page PDF from Jehudi and um, also a 25-minute MP3 from him as well. Uh, he's explaining all these things. He wants to give us tons of instruction about how to use it. So those are those are um, those are the announcements. Um, so Jupiter, let's talk about Jupiter for a minute. Um, starting late June of 2013, I started doing a couple of videos here and there, and a couple of shows here and there, to um, and some blog posts to give you um, some insights into how to understand this. And um, it it's uh, my own South Nodes in Cancer, so I have this um, you know. Um, how do you say it? Like, a, like I have a, a, a lot of familiarity with some of these themes. And so when Jupiter under Cancer, you know, and my work actually is all about emotions and working with emotions and learning about how to, you know, be willing to feel and process the past and be in the present and all this stuff. So when Jupiter under Cancer, I saw, I saw a unique opportunity to give it a lot more attention than I might for any other Jupiter transit, frankly. Um, Jupiter changes signs about every year. Um, you know, and it's about a 12-year orbit. Um, but for some reason, I, you know, just maybe because of my own personal wiring, I wanted to invest some time and energy in this. And so that this show is, this beginning of the show is part of that, part of that effort. Um, uh, so Jupiter is a planet of bigness. 
It's a planet of expansion, and it brings opportunity. And through the lens of cancer, it does that through feeling, through the lens of the heart. And so we're having all these opportunities to work with family issues, to understand what we think we need and how we approach getting that for other people. And Jupiter is involved in currently this uh, T-square with Pluto and Capricorn and Uranus and Aries. And then Mars and Libra was part of that. And then it went up, and now it's going to go retro soon. And it will come back, so that Grand Cross will be activated in Jupiter. And that's in the like late, the third week in April or so. And that, you know, Jupiter and Cancer is one of the, one of the parts of that. So it's... Um, going to be on our minds, you know, and our, uh, our hearts are going to be on our minds for, for the next few months, definitely with this uh, escalation of, uh, of uh, the effect. So, but for five months, it's been retrograde, which says rethinking connection, belonging, family, rethinking this deal with emotions and needs and all that stuff. And um, so now it's slowing down in the sky and in seven days it will turn around again or here from our perspective to turn around and so there's this kind of it's getting it's kind of loud when when the planet stations like that it's like standing still we're accustomed to normal motion or or backwards motion uh apparently backward motion but um when it stations it stops and there's an emphasis in it and the thing can be staring at us and it can feel kind of too important or that it takes up you know a little too much emphasis and we kind of can't escape it's gaze, you know, kind of you know, to be a little poetical. Um, and so in, in cancer, stuff about your feelings, stuff about your needs, your emotions, your emotional history, your emotional makeup. It's, it's, um, I think that the timing of the transforming depression and anxiety channeling event that I mentioned from February 15th, um, it's a lot about this Jupiter and cancer opportunity, expanding through emotions, but cleaning up the past in order to actually be able to expand right now. Um, so now Jupiter is is about to station, so this effect is louder. This this thing about what you need and what you're trying to experience emotionally and what's what is actually in your heart or you know, uh, better said, what is in your emotional field that may want resolution. It's natural for things to resolve. It's not natural to hold on to tension. So Jupiter in Cancer since late June and up until I guess maybe early July of this year, um, is emphasizing that. Look at your heart. Look at what you're feeling. Look at what you need. And and um, in certain ways, um, evolution is is um, requires um, meeting our own needs in many ways. But there are times we need to reach out to others. Jupiter and Cancer says, you know what? Look at your mommy and daddy issues. Look at your history. Look at how connected you feel to groups. Look at how safe you feel on the planet. All that, all those kinds of things, so that you can be more present. So process the past and all that stuff. So today I'm, I'm biking and listening to this radio show, and I'm not quite sure why, but when I'm guided, I, I tend to do those things. And, you know, like, I think I'm going to go right. Guidance says go left. I go left. Everything's great. It's actually more interesting. Um, and uh, so I hear these these three stories. And when the first one comes on, I say, wow, that's really interesting. And the second one comes on, I'm like, oh, my God, that's even more Jupiter and Cancer. And then the third one, it just kind of blows the lid off. I'm actually amazed. I'm biking in this state of wonderment, which is really good for me. It's the creative juices flowing, and I need to be surprised. You know, I, I need to have uh, something kind of shock me. So that happened today, so I got all excited. So the first one was um, the story about uh, digging up, and uh, but in a conscious way, in a way that respects these traditions, um, a boy from a Native American tribe who passed away 12,000 years ago, roughly. And this was in um, one of the Great Plains states, and um, it happened to be 
that the person – well, it happened to be that the, the land on which this, this grave was found, the, the couple who owns the land, their daughter is a geneticist. So she came in to do work on this. And so there's like this family connection there. So I was like, oh, well, that's kind of intriguing. But then the process of the excavation was done with kind of a liaison to local Native American communities to be respectful of all this. So here you have this sense of community and connection, this Cancerian connection. And then also this whole thing about history. Uh, and then there, – so there's, there's, there's all this going on. And so everything's done in a really intentional way to make sure that um, people aren't offended, but you are going to like take a sample of the of the bone to date it and then also to uh, run genetic testing on it, which they did. And, you know, so it's like doing it in an intentional way with the – the consent of a community. So it's very interesting that way. Uh, very interesting to me. It's like that's the kind of story you want to hear. But then this next level of the, the kid was buried with 125 artifacts, basically gifts. And one of the people who was interviewed said it's kind of like the King Tut of North America because these people wouldn't have had that much. And they're saying kind of like Ice Age people kind of like, you know, and but but the investment, the, the love that they have for this kid was so big that they, the family did this. And it wouldn't have been like a bunch of people. It would have been the family. Uh, and one of the examples was um, uh, these um, uh, basically trophies, these these uh, antlers from a hunt that were 250 years old at the time of burial, so family heirlooms. So anyway, this whole thing about Jupiter and Cancer, and, that, you know, they, and they said they really, really loved this kid. <laughs> so this story coming to us from 12,000 years ago, and then um, and the ge- genetic uh, typing ended up um, revealing that this, th- this uh, little boy's tribe was actually related to the local tri- tribes. And so there's this whole interfacing thing about cancer, Cancerian connection, connecting with the past and all this. And I was like, wow, that, that's, just, that's just really great. Story number two uh, – and there's always a story. This is an NPR show. There's always a story on NPR about a recent report announcing something. You know, there's a, a recent report out from this government agency or this nonprofit or something. And this one was the announcing that childhood obesity in kids age two to five is down over the last few years. And they're like, why? What are they? What are we feeding them? Is it because mothers are breastfeeding more, and that kind of changes the dynamic? And all these questions. It was just kind of an interesting exploration uh, for the conscious mind to look at this Cancerian thing, uh, you know, and looking at this. And one of the things that crossed my mind was, um, well, if they do a study on childhood obesity in um, <laughs> kids with Pluto and Scorpio when they're kids, right, like in the 80s and 90s, um, Scorpio is about intensity. Scorpio is about, uh, you know, really deep stuff and some really challenging stuff that, you know, can actually drive some emotional frustration. And so, like, you know, eating, especially before you know what you're doing, can be affected by that. And then you have Pluto, kids with Pluto and Sagittarius where everything needs to be big. So then the kids that are two to five that are being studied at this point in time have Pluto and Capricorn. <laughs> so they're used to austerity. To some degree. So anyway, so I just thought that was very interesting and that kind of piqued my interest. That's story number two. Story number three, mitochondrial DNA ma- manipulation. So essentially, and this was a, um, uh, a, apparently a research project that was banned by the FDA in 2001 uh, as a potential uh, workaround for infertility issues. And what it does is it takes um, not the cell nucleus, but 
but the mitochondrial DNA that, that is in the cell and alters it, like takes out from one cell and puts in the mitochondrial DNA, which is like transmitted through matrilineal, through the mother, into uh, the cell. And so basically you have the, 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 the egg cell has DNA of two women. And so there's this idea of, of um, helping infertility with this, and that was banned. Well, now it's coming back, uh, and the FDA is considering it, and apparently it's going to be several months before a vote is happening, but uh, considering it as a, as, an issue, as a remedy for certain um, diseases that – like degenerative or congenital diseases that are passed down through – the, the mother's DNA, mitochondrial DNA. So they're talking at this idea of three parents, genetic material from three adults to, you know, have these two cells come together to make one baby. So this idea of, you know, three parents, Jupiter and cancer. Anyway, that was the third thing. And that kind of blew my mind. That kind of, that actually blew my mind. You know, some, some, not for the reasons you may think, but just like I'm really interested in bioethics. I'm really interested in that. That's something that kind of escaped me uh, when I was doing my philosophy major in college just because I was trying to like parse Hegel and, you know, write these papers about these things that were incomprehensible. So, I was trying to like you know keep a keep a uh, afloat basically with some of the moldy oldies and some of these um, these uh, heavy thinkers. But anyway, so uh, we're gonna take a first break now. Uh, stick with me. I'll be right back. This is Tom Jacobs on the Soul's Journey. wired is no accident your soul has divine intentions for this life understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world a soul's journey soundbite from astrologer and channel tom jacobs is a 15 minute mp3 reading on your major life themes tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you your values passions fears and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your soul's journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Looking for answers to help you navigate life? The book Jehudi Speaks offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And uh, now uh, we move into uh, the section of the show that 
I'm going to call the next section. It's just I want to talk about um, divine will versus personal will because when you when you get into talking about karma and karmic astrology and the multi-life journey and talk about soul, sometimes there's this um, idea that comes into our head about you know why things happen. You know, I did a show a few months ago why good things happen to bad. <laughs> I did it then too. Why why bad things happen to good people? I, I think I reversed it then too. I probably said it several times. Why bad things happen to good people? Or no, actually that's the way I meant to say it. Anyway, a little Mercury retro issue. Um. Anyway, so um. Uh. But 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 why these things happen? Why things come to us? Where is our divine will? Or where is our personal will? Where do we have free will? Or is this stuff? predestined or fated and so I, I describe in the soul's journey trilogy the soul's journey one two and three i highly recommend if you're into the show and you're into astrology and, and evolutionary astrology go check out that series it's available um through kindle through amazon and also tdjacobs.com you know so obviously ebooks and paperbacks and then i also sell pdfs ebooks through my site um but this outlines the whole big vision and gives a bunch of examples and ways of looking at this but um you know where is our free will if karma is real. And so I define karma as beliefs about what's happening and what has happened and what's possible. And those beliefs are attached to an emotion that's kind of a bubble in our field and kind of rises to the surface and then retreats again and kind of inter interfaces with our, the world around us and actually creates our experiences because our beliefs radiate a frequency that, you know, what, what we believe may happen, even on a deep level that we're not conscious of that belief, it will happen. You know, we're creating the world through our beliefs. And so we can look at what happens to us and discern the beliefs that we carry. And that's like the kind of superheroine, superhero work that, that I do with really brave people all over the world to help them change their karma, change their beliefs about what's happening. So there's that. You're vibrating stuff to come to you. Now, essentially, to some degree, soul, which is a portion of all that is or goddess and god consciousness whatever creator energy soul kind of encodes within you these vibrations to have certain experiences so you can look at all of the karmic indicators in a chart you know pluto south node south node ruler and you can look at what soul is intending you experience the kinds of thematic stories that will unfold for you it's encoded by soul it's like that's divine will so you're going to have certain experiences relative to your Pluto placement that are about learning about being strong and sometimes along the way finding out that you don't feel strong or finding out that you're perhaps overpowered or you may not have the strength or something like that. And then other times you do. Uh, and with the South Node kind of like uh, the lens through which you see the world, the kinds of conditioning environments you find yourself in and, and therefore you know that, that lens through which you see the world, you tend to expect the world to be like this. So it turns out to be that way because you are expecting it. So so all these things you're vibrating, soul is encoding that in there. So divine will is is, you know, soul, which is a portion of God and goddess sitting outside time saying, Okay, yeah, you know, Joshmo is going to have Pluto and Virgo. And uh Pluto and Virgo attracts these empowerment experiences through the lens of Virgo, through responsibility, duty, being of service, being a team player. You know, backburnering or sacrificing certain egoic concerns and egoic desires in order to be useful or to master a skill or something like that. So that's the like that's the game plan. And so these things will happen to you, but it doesn't mean they're fated. It doesn't mean they're predestined. But it will feel that way because the thing keeps coming to you. And let's say Pluto and Virgo, somebody drawing 
um, criticism to the self or situations in which the person might not be able to come through for self or other, like biting off more than one can chew or, or you know, taking responsibility on but finding out that it might not have been the best idea to do so. So those kinds of themes or those kinds of um, stories are actually very uh, very prominent or very prevalent with people with Pluto and Virgo. Um, but let's stick with the let's well, maybe we'll come back and stick with the criticism thing. But so the thing is com- coming to you because soul is encoding. You need to have these experiences along this thematic path, and it comes to you. And so you have the choice to respond to it, but of course your karma may get in the way. Your beliefs about it can define how you how you do that. So personal will to match it up with divine will is to understand what's coming to you and to understand why and to understand what the challenge is and what the invitation is. I mean to make peace with the challenge because it's coming at you. You know, for somebody with Pluto and Virgo, it is about responsibility, this thing constantly coming at this person. Pluto and Libra, fairness, and, you know, being heard, uh, being, you know, receiving from others, and have, you know, building equality. With Scorpio, power, truth, um, intense experience, you know, being really in touch with deep psychological stuff. You know, all these things will be manifest in the world around a person, whatever the Pluto sign. So, it's coming to you, and it seems inescapable, and to some degree it is, but not because it's inescapable. It seems that way because you are still vibrating this thing needs to happen because soul is, is vibrating that through you. So, Or you're vibrating that through the intentions of soul, which is goddess and god or creator energy. So all the things that happen to you, as I've said on this show a number of times – are in fact to show you where you are in your journey to learn about how to be a person. So all the things that happen to you that are terrible, that you may resist and abhor and resent and be really bent out of shape about, to put it nicely, are in fact coming to you because you're vibrating, I need certain experiences to learn how to make certain choices and to respond in certain ways. So, you know, all this is, is as I mentioned earlier, Earlier in the hour, I want to get to this place where we talk about victim states, talk about being a victim. If you've heard this show before or you've you know experienced anything that I produced in the last decade, <laughs> just about, you um, um, except like the creative work, which somebody actually just bought the book of John Corbett, which is one of my creative books on Amazon. And I was like, how did somebody even find out about that? Because I don't even promote them. But anyway, if you've consumed any of this like astrology professional stuff, channeling stuff – um, then uh, you've heard a lot of times that um, we're here to learn about what love is, where it comes from, who's responsible for giving it to whom, ultimately to become the source of love for ourselves, which is inhabiting a sense of divine power. Like essentially making choices is divine power. But if you align those choices with a loving stance, place instead of from a fear-based stance or worry or anxiety, all that – then you're moving closer to the wisdom of soul. You're bringing that vibration and you become strong in a way that we don't often see because most humans are cycling through attaching the idea of strength or the possibility of being or feeling strong to material world reality. And, uh, you know, youth, vigor, um, attractiveness, money, possessions, connections, whatever it is. Um, 
you know, most of us do that and we cycle through that. That's kind of the human story. This idea of learning about what love is, where it comes from, who's responsible for giving it to whom, you have the opportunity to become the source of love for yourself. And that brings you into, not to be too corny here, it's but it's really true. And the more I hang out with Metatron and Jehudi, and the more that I do energy work and charge these stones with their vibrations, and like the more I do this, the more I see it's true. And it's kind of it's surreal. I'm like, what? Because, you know, my brain thinks I'm living this human life. But here I am bridging these worlds, doing like some really cool stuff that's kind of like, well, I mean, if I didn't know, if I hadn't been here for the last 10 years, like if I just met me, I would say, sounds a little science fiction and you should like take a week off and rest. Like it sounds like a little wound up. But it's true. It's like the, the, the when you make decisions that are from a loving place and you clean out your field of emotional debris from the past and you kind of do all this stuff that I'm talking about every week and in all these you know events and all this stuff then you find yourself creating better scenarios for yourself because you're broadcasting you're vibrating I'm willing to be the source of love for myself I'm willing to accept also the things that come to me as my own creation not and what happens is you know and I mentioned Pluto and Virgo a minute ago you know this I and some people with that signature, it's most of the births from like 1957, 58 up to like 1971, 72. There's some fudge room on the other side. But it's like everybody born in the 60s has this signature. And because of the emphasis on responsibility and the ability to see what's wrong, what's out of place or what's not perfect, there's a tremendous pressure to do things well. So um, when I say you know accepting responsibility for what is happening in your life, it's – you know if something – sucks i'm not saying accept responsibility and then go you know give yourself 20 lashes or go like you know wear a hair shirt you know i'm not i'm not like saying like punish yourself for that but the idea of just recognizing with some clarity and some responsibility okay whatever it is that's happening in my life even if it sucks uh or is terrible or painful or is traumatic it is happening because i'm vibrating something I'm vibrating for some purpose, which evolutionary astrology and, the, and working with the guides can tell us. Um, your spirit guides and the ascended master and archangel, all those people are channeled. Um, for some reason, that thing is in my life because I need to experience it. There's some theme, like thematic learning journey that that event serves. Basically, I just want to tell you that – if you perceive that you are a victim of something, you are you may be in a pattern, or you are, you know, if it's a pattern, then you're in a pattern of withholding this divine power, which is comes from accepting what has happened to you, and that you are the source of all that happens to you, and all the things that are painful and challenging, you can just draw a line in the sand and say, okay, so that's what's happened, okay. You know, if you can get to the place where you can accept, you know, this person hurting you, that those people firing you, this situation happening, this person not being responsible and you were injured or whatever it is, like whatever it is, or somebody didn't love you the right way or somebody hurt you overtly, somebody abused you, somebody raped you, something, whatever it is, if you can get to the place where you can own that as a co-creation, like you are vibrating and this other, these other people are vibrating, that you need to have certain human experiences and you're helping each other out. From the soul's perspective, you're helping each other out. If you can own all of that, 
then you can get to the place where you can step out of the victim thing so you can stop leaking energy because you're hurt. Because uh, those deep sources of pain actually can become anger because all anger, uh, if you haven't heard me say it before, I say it almost every week, uh, I think. <laughs> I say it so many times I feel like it must be every week on the show. All anger is sourced in pain, which is a great way to understand what you're angry about. And as Jupiter's in Cancer this year, I invite you to look down deep into that. Um, so coming out of these victim states, every single thing that's happened to you, every single thing that has occurred in the space around you that has affected you, reflects a vibration that you are perhaps unconsciously, but you are emitting. Like You are a portion. Like You are just as important as everybody else. You are just as powerful as everybody else. We have this conception of this perception of separateness. I call it the myth of separateness. That like here I am in in you know in this body with these ideas and these beliefs and this history. And I have my own ideas and I can say things that surprise you, like you don't know what I'm thinking, and vice versa. You know, you can't read my mind. We're not the same from our from the standpoint of personality. Uh, and this individual human stuff. Well that is actually a device that, you know, all that is, or div- divinity, you know, God consciousness uses to learn about itself. Like when I say something that surprises you, you're learning about yourself. When you say something that surprises me, I'm learning about myself. That's the setup. Um, so now we're in this long-term process of coming into awareness and getting these tools really widespread uh, people like me do shows like this to tell you stuff like this. <laughs> so, you know, uh, you know, maybe the stated goal is not always coming out of victimhood, but the stated goal is very often about empowering you to do something differently or make a new decision or, you know, uh, forge a new path for yourself that, that's positive, healthy, at least less destructive, you know, whatever. So it's not easy to own these things, but this is a major element in spiritual growth right now. Um, you think you're just this person, but you are actually a portion of, you know, divinity. God is God, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and you're vibrating in all caps. <laughs> I will experience this. Like you are vibrating. Like I have Pluto and Libra. I am vibrating as God. I will experience unfairness. So that I can learn about fairness, right? I will experience things that are unfair so I can learn how to work through them. If you have Pluto and Leo, you are vibrating in all caps. And that's all the births from about 1937-38 up to like 1957-58. So almost 20 years worth of births of Pluto and Leo. You are vibrating in all caps as a divine command. I am going to learn about being seen and sometimes not being seen. You know, I'm going to learn about personal expression. So I will, I'm, you're vibrating in all caps. I'm drawing to myself stuff to teach me about the value of uniqueness. The val, you know, the importance of uh, developing the ego and celebrating the self. Right? And if it's in Virgo, le- I'm vibrating in all caps. I'm learning about how to, to take responsibility for something and all that means. How to perfect myself or something else. How to be of service. So you will draw experiences to you that, you know, because you're vibrating in all caps, you're like a divine command. You know, that's what you're vibrating. 
and that's just one example of the Pluto generations. It's actually your whole chart is doing this vibratory thing. And the resonant, you know, the, 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 uh, the karmic stuff will resonate deeper, will vibrate on many, many levels. But, um, but, you know, take any placement, you're vibrating something. So, uh, stick with me. This is, uh, break time number two time. Uh, this is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com and this is a soul's journey. I'll be right back. wired is no accident your soul has divine intentions for this life understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world a soul's journey soundbite from astrologer and channel tom jacobs is a 15 minute mp3 reading on your major life themes tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you your values passions fears and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your soul's journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com looking for answers to help you navigate life the book Jehudi Speaks offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. back to the soul's journey uh this is your pal tom jacobs from tdjacobs.com and um talking tonight about uh coming out of victim states and essentially owning all you've experienced but in a conscious way that does not berate you <laughs> that does not uh lead you down a path of beating yourself up for having created difficulty that's that's actually the norm the norm for the human journey is to experience a lot of wonderful uh routes to learning about the themes soul sets out for us and a lot of terrible things like soul does not um this, this there's actually this common misconception because we have this certain ideas that like um that <laughs> that god wants us to be happy and so soul must also want us to be happy well i mean you're god god wants you to figure out how to be a person how to become the source of love how to come out of victim states like like you know, think about if you have any kind of conditioning about personifying God into some person who's trying to shepherd you into happiness. It's not really about that. If you listen to some channel material, they will say, and I read this a ton of times, and it always stood out to me. I read it a ton of times before I became a channel. And I was kind of exploring this stuff um, uh, before I kind of found myself 
jumping into this gigantic whirlpool <laughs> anyway uh and becoming consumed by this activity but um but uh you know some channeled sources saying stuff like you know happiness is your divine birthright this comes from the palladians all the time and i read two different sources of uh channel material from the palladians years ago and happened all the time. And i was like they kept saying it and i was like really and what what it turns out is that um the path to happiness, which which is sure, it's your divine birthright, but it's not like the plan. I mean, uh, the plan is to become aware of what you're doing, responsible for your own behavior and the energies you generate. Now, once you get into that state, ideally you're creating something that's nice because you realize as the source of love that you like creating loving stuff. <laughs> so, so, but anyway, this idea that God wants you to be happy or soul wants you to be happy, um, you also can't damage your soul. You can't injure your soul. Your soul is a portion of God, which is, frankly, indefatigable. And you can't, you know, the soul is never pessimistic. Soul is not ever weary because um, you ate that ice cream again, or whatever it is, like, because you, like, um, Whatever it is, like, you know, like you watched another movie when you needed to go to bed. Like, soul doesn't care about that. Soul's not judging you. Um, it's watching you to see what you're creating because that experience, that long-term process of looking at what our options are and then making choices from different motivational states teaches it what it came here to learn. So even people who are horribly self-destructive, even people who kill themselves, soul is like, great, now I'm learning. You know, it's like now we're cooking. So it's like soul is learning all the time. So you can't injure damage soul. You can't offend it. But you can actually be hurtful to yourself. And that's one of the things about suicide. And by the way, uh, you have to come back and deal with having done damage to yourself. But but most of us think that, you know, we're offending God or something. I think, I don't know, if we're shaped by Judeo-Christian stuff, then, then uh, we might have that idea. But um, I, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe a year and a half ago I channeled – uh, maybe it's an hour on um, healing suicide. From I channeled it from Jehudi, and it was it's like a teaching about understanding losing somebody to suicide as well as doing that to yourself, and what those implications for soul are, what the contracts between people. But anyway, I had it posted on my site forever on the media page, and the link got messed up, and so some people wrote me. So I just want to take this opportunity to, um, uh, especially now that Saturn is about to station in Scorpio. <laughs> some intense things, uh, in- including like you know depressive things and stuff like that might come up. So I want to put your attention that I, I've put up another link to that on the media page uh, under the the talks and stuff with Judy. So go explore the uh, tjacobs.com forward slash media, and you'll um and you'll be able to find that. But the link is fixed now, and also the link to the uh, PDF, the transcription is there as well. And I actually recommend hearing it. Uh, and reading it at a different time. Like maybe hear it once, a couple times, whatever, however many times you want, but then later going back to read it because you get different information from the vibration. And when you're not dealing with the, the auditory vibration, you're actually picking up other info from the text. So, so I encourage you to explore that, but the link is, is fixed and I, I really want you to, uh, to consume that and, and also the, um, the, the transforming depression and anxiety. Uh, hour and a half long meditation mp3 kind of addresses that too but anyway you can't damage soul you can't hurt you can't hurt that you can only hurt yourself and um so you know like like even even the recent passing of the actor philip seymour hoffman 
um, you know, there's this tragedy. You know, this, you know, he dies with a needle still stuck in his arm from a drug overdose. Like, we're like, oh my God, when I first hear that kind of stuff, or like a favorite writer of mine hung himself a few years ago, part of me like sinks down in because, you know, it kind of feels really deflated because I, um, I have been shown, uh, through working with these beings that being here, on the planet in a body, being energy, being consciousness attached to a body is this robust opportunity for amazing, rich experiences to learn to transmute emotion, to feel emotion. So another, you know, like I say, this is really all about Jupiter and Cancer and expanding through the lens of the heart. But to be on the planet and feel what's possible to feel is really important. So we, of course, uh, turn away from things that are painful. This has actually come up. This has actually come up a, a few times in the last couple of weeks when I've been um, doing energy work with the support of some being or I've been like doing counseling or channeling or something. Um, I was doing a little energy work on my girlfriend's back. She just had like a little thing and then also with like one or two other clients. And basically the, the, the pain was there and, you know, the you know whoever is experiencing it is like kind of uncomfortable and all this stuff and I'm saying – and I tell the person – you know, don't just breathe into that, you know, like breathe into that to give it air, but put your consciousness down there and accept that this pain is happening. Feel that. Stay with it. And of course, our inclination is to dread that, to turn away from it, to put our attention somewhere else, to rise, to shift position, to like whine, moan, complain, whatever. I'm not saying that these people were doing those things, but that's our inclination. And to fully put your attention on pain can transform you. Um, it can transform the experience of whatever you're feeling. So that accounts, I mean, that counts uh, for emotional stuff as well as physical stuff. Your relationship with all this, with whatever is out of balance in your life, can change, can transform through you putting conscious awareness on it. This is not a new idea, but think about, you know, the next time you have a part of your body that hurts, a muscle, a tendon, a ligament, something like that. And, um, Put all of your attention on it and be peaceful and, and drink in that pain, the experience of it. Um, and that actually reminds me of something else that had to do with Jupiter and cancer. <laughs> this, it, this, I watched a documentary with, um, with my girlfriend maybe a week ago or something. And I had heard of this in, I think, 2008. And it was made in 2008. And it's called Dhamma Brothers, D-H-A-M-M-A Brothers. And it's about... Vipassana meditation, which is, I'll spell that for you too, because the way you say it doesn't, it's not obvious. A V like Victor, I, P like Paul, A, S, S, A, N, A. It's, should, you think it's like Vipassana, but it's like Vipassana. And, um, and it's basically, it's a Buddhist technique, but to do it doesn't make you Buddhist, but anyway, uh, of, of, uh, being with what you're feeling. And I did a 10 day retreat in 2007, I think. Um, and it's a silent retreat. For nine of the ten days, you're silent and you don't interact with many people. Um, and it's a really interesting experience. And you should you should look it up uh, if you haven't experienced that because it really can snap you out of like stupid crap you're doing. And it can really put your attention on yourself and you can really learn a tremendous amount about yourself in this ten-day retreat. Um, it's very cool. Anyway, there's this documentary made about um, – a counselor in a uh, in charge of treatment services in a prison uh, in I believe it was Alabama uh, introducing 
this 10-day course in this maximum security place full of these people with a lot of anger, violence issues, which are, of course, sourced in pain and disempowerment and all this stuff. And so they talk to the inmates who are going through this process. They talk to the teachers who come in. They talk to the guards observing the, the changes in the inmates before and after. And they talk to the, the prison staff. And they actually do it twice, separated by, I believe, two years, maybe four years, 2002, 2006. Anyway, this is really important because it shows you that we are products of our conditioning, but we're also products of our beliefs about what's happening. And when we feel powerless, we will act out of our emotions in ways that really don't work for us, and we'll, we may spend the rest of our lives regretting. We hurt others, we hurt ourselves. So um, this attention on what you're feeling and what you're experiencing is a part, I don't want to describe the technique because you need to do it, and it's not something that like I could teach you and you could go do. Like You need to do it in a formalized way where you're also getting the information from the teachers in a certain way. Um, but you, it's, it's a lot about becoming present is one of the net effects of this meditation process. And so to be able to, like that, to be able to be aware of what you're feeling and to be with it is a part of that. And I got reminded of that, which I think I, I think I generally forget, but I was drawn to see that documentary. Um, I didn't want to see it alone. I wanted to see it, you know, uh, with my special lady friend and she was interested in it. And we had really great conversations about it afterward because it was, uh, just, just really interesting. But anyway, that reminded me. So when, when these people were having these little physical issues, I was instructing them to put their attention on it. And when we talk about healing an emotional thing, putting your attention on something um, focuses you on not avoiding what it is and what it feels like. So think about the thing that's up in your world right now that you might be having – intense, long, epic, and or bad dreams about, uh, or something that is kind of an argument that maybe hasn't been resolved from years ago, or something, whatever, Jupiter and Cancer stuff that might not be resolved, feeling stuff. How can you expand through the heart? How can you expand through belonging, connection, and feeling? Think about that thing that's, that's unresolved, and think about what it would be like to actually be with it and not say, oh, well, that, that I don't like feeling that. Just be with it. Like, set aside some time and be with it. Get into a meditative state. Get grounded. Get one of these charged crystals, which will help you do both of those two things. Um, and be with it. And your attention – I mean your attention is part of your power as a divine being. Where your energy goes, what choices you make is an expression of strength. So if you put your attention on an issue and you're really attentive to it, you're putting your divine power – toward that. Now, you are not just one of billions of people. You are actually one of billions of manifestations of uh, you know, divine consciousness learning what that means. So anyway, just uh, that's kind of my thing for you. I, I actually it's kind of, um, kind of rambling but kind of um, almost channeling a little bit for you, just kind of uh, moving that stuff out. I've been thinking about this since I saw that documentary again and since I was doing that um, energy work. Actually, one of, the, one of those times was a back pain that a client had um, and I didn't channel. I didn't work with any other beings. We're doing a phone coaching session. And I was like, I don't know what's going to happen here because I've never done that before, just done energy work without these beings, and, you know, without all those other things happening. And it actually worked. And that was one of the times where I was like, you know, put your attention down there. Put your mind, you know, put your attention down there and be willing to feel what that feels like. Do that all the time with emotional issues where somebody says, you know, this is a problem. And then intuitively I dial up 
you know, all the people, all the, the unseen friends, you know, the guides and the masters and beings and kind of, uh, you know, figure out what the source is and put words to and all this and, uh, and then say, okay, well, let's, you know, and they say, well, let's talk about that. You know, there's a little bit of nervousness because it's hard to be with that fear and that pain. But when you're grounded, I'm going to say this for the billionth time, when you're grounded, you can handle anything. You know that you might not be in charge of all of creation. Of course, that's a little silly, but you are co-creating. You are vibrating certain things. When you're vibrating, I'm safe, I'm secure, I'm willing to feel what I feel, I'm willing to be in my heart, I'm willing to process the past. When you're doing all those things, then you're able to actually work with things that come up and things don't overwhelm you nearly as much. So that's the bulk of the show. Um, if you like the show, if you get something out of it, you want to support it, help keep it on the air, uh, send me send me some cash through tdjacobs.com. I, I really appreciate all the support. Um, uh, I, I do ask for that quite often, and I and I, I rarely hear from anybody about it. But I'm asking you for your support. You know, to send me a few bucks. Basically, at this point, there are like a couple hundred thousand subscribers. If everybody who's hearing this sent me a buck, that would make such a huge difference for allowing me to, to keep creating this stuff, uh, creating this uh, this stuff for you and to uh, do what I can to shed light on some of these things and to explain what I've learned from a decade with, you know, all these beings and guides and masters and dead people and all the people I work with. Um, so you can do that through tdjacobs.com and you can, do, you can also do a recurring monthly thing if you want through there. Uh, and speaking of that, the subscriber service, we're in month three right now and I'm really happy with the response uh, I'm getting to the videos and all the stuff. Uh, it's, it's, it's growing and I'm happy about that. Yeah, every month when the sun enters a new sign, I release uh, um, a cadre, no. A bevy, no. A handful, perhaps a handful of uh, videos and, and, and materials to, um, to tell you about the upcoming month and ingresses when planets enter new signs, retrogrades, um, the end of retrogrades, the solar month, you know, the solar trek, and and actually this month a lot of stuff about uh, the Pisces stuff because the Pisces new moon, which will be between Neptune and Chiron, um, coming up here on I believe it's the first of March. Um, so anyway, so you want to subscribe through tdjacobs.com, uh, you get access to all this amazing material that's going to teach you how to do this kind of astrology and how to really get into this, as well as tell you what to do with the energies that are coming down the pike, how to understand them and what to do with them. So I encourage you strongly to check that out through jacobs.com And then there's a bevy of uh, subscriber perks that come with that, including savings on readings and every just about everything I offer through through my site and as a professional. So thank you for uh, joining me this week. I'm Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And um, again, send some cash if you want to support the show. I really appreciate that. And uh, join me next week for another live show. And I hope you have a great week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com. 